0: All right, let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Huge bus. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All
1: right, welcome back. Eesh. Daniel, we're watching, uh, what are we watching, Sports Center? Is that what yep, we got yep, on? Yep, Uh Daniel Carlson. Who at least at 1 o'clock or 1.02 here on Monday is still a member of the Minnesota
2: Vikings. As far as I can see, no breaking news. Nothing on Twitter. Even uh, Mason Crosby, who I had remarked earlier in the game, but he just doesn't miss kiss, t- kicks anymore. He missed one. He missed one at the end of regulation. Yep. So, bigger play, Trent. I'm glad. Let's
1: stay on this game because we've got a short segment here before we get to Dylan. Yeah. Um, it was a. It was look. It's the Packers and the Vikings, and they moved the needle in this market. So it was wonderful that it happened like this. The the Clay Matthews roughing the passer like that's the rules. Hey, Hate it. It is the rules. I don't think he picked them up. I didn't see that. But you if you land with your body, I don't know how you tackle either. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to tackle a quarterback anymore, but they are protecting the quarterbacks and the referee called the same penalty earlier in the game against Minnesota. Right. You know, they fell on Aaron Rodgers and the flag came out. So at least he was consistent. It's a, it's a, it's
2: a rule that nobody likes except quarterbacks. But it's a quarterback-driven league. You want to protect your stars. There is a point of no return, right? Though that it goes too far. I think yesterday went. And I, th- too far. I mean, we're we're dangerously close to it right, right now. It is. What do you do? I, I don't know. I don't think you can tackle them. Mm-hmm. You have to bring them to the ground. Mm-hmm. You can't hit with your shoulder. Follow through the tackle. You have to just kind of push him over me. I, I mean, it's as simple as that. Don't but, tackle the guy; just shove him. Right, and and then if it is going in that direction,
1: then I think that officials need to start blowing the whistle and stopping play as soon as the quarterback. We're not going to see quarterbacks escape the pot or escape what looks to be a
2: a a, a sack. The Eli Manning play, right? That's got to be in the
1: Super Bowl. That's a great example. Trent. It's over. Got to call it there Play's if you're over. going to call. Uh, a defensive player for taking quarterback to the ground. If you're protecting him that, uh, that way, you have to do, go both ways. Excellent point. And then they're showing the highlights here.
2: What a game. It was a great game. In but what is
1: Mike McCarthy doing? Let me ask you this. There's yeah. a lot of blame going around. The kickers clearly. Why is Mike McCarthy throwing the ball and allowing Minnesota to keep two Timeouts, multiple times. Right, is that McCarthy or was that Roger? Well, who's ever sent it into the play? I mean, you've got to make them burn their timeouts yes. at that point.
2: Very simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it was funny watching social media. I have a lot of Viking and Packer f- yep, friends, friends Dubai. and family in yep. my life. Their reaction to the tie, though, just.
1: It was a well, couple... I think they're right. I mean,
2: it's, it's, it's the tie in the NFL. Ten Come minutes. On. I mean, yeah. it's now down to ten minutes. I know. Should they do penalty kicks? Should they do something?
1: Yeah. I know. Well, that, that wouldn't have solved yesterday. Well, yeah, because uh, Crosby <laughs> would have made one. He would have made one, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> still could be there you if we Carlson. <laughs> right.
2: Oh, that poor kid.
1: You know, the other thing, my other takeaway, I thought for most of the afternoon that Cleveland was going to be very drunk Mm -hmm. because those fridges were going to be popped open. The free Bud Light was coming. The free Bud Light was about to be flowing. But they again, they're the Cleveland Browns and found a way to lose another football game, speaking of kickers. Um, Yeah,
2: but I thought Cleveland was going to finally put one in the win column. Marshall Cain, he was in Minnesota. Yeah. He's got to get a phone call, doesn't he? Somebody does. Dan Bailey's the... Yes.
1: But he's turned down four teams, apparently. Oh, really? He's waiting for the right team to call. Well, if you're Dan Bailey or his agent, aren't the Minnesota Vikings that
2: team? That's a little better than the
1: Cleveland Browns.
2: Right? Yes. Yes. I
1: mean, the, the, the Minnesota Vikings are a kicker away from...
2: Who knows how far?
1: Like, I still think... After two... Well, let me ask you. Two weeks in, you can only pick one team. Your life depends on picking the Super Bowl winner after, after week two. You get an extra five years of life, or
2: you lose five years oh. of life. Oh. If you get it wrong. Get it right, Trent Condon. New England Patriots. You taking the Patriots? I, I think you still have to. In have terms them? of talent, it's the Rams. I agree. That's my team. But they there, <laughs> really. That defense? But they played
1: the Raiders. I know, I know, but the it's Cardinals. the way they're doing
2: it. The Cardinals are terrible.
1: Oh, boy. Terrible. And this week, we've got the Battle of L.A., do we not? We I do, we've yeah. Chargers, yeah. Rams. I think the Rams at this point, to me, maybe it's the Jags. That's,
2: that's a good that call. defense is legit. It is. Brady was not pleased with his squad you yesterday. No, he
1: was lighting them up on this. Do your job. Do your job. Uh, Dylan going to do his job with us next. We're grateful for it. He's from the Ames Tribune, covers Iowa State. Trent and I are here until 2. Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KVGG.
5: Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp
6: Sunnyside.
5: Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org.
6: Save big this autumn season during Menards Fall Catalog Sale. Menards has the blocks you need to create your ideal backyard. Whether it's a spacious patio, a stunning fire pit, or a sturdy retaining wall, there's no limit to what you can create with so many styles and options to choose from. Lakewood Retaining Wall Blocks are just $1.99 each. Get Lakewood Extra Large Blocks for two ninety nine dollars each. Sale prices are good through September 22nd during Menards Fall Catalog Sale.
5: Save big money at Menards.
0: This is Hawkeye coach Kirk Fearance. My players know that determination and a strong will can lead to endless possibilities. For years, Iowa farmers have believed that also. Farmers are the backbone of this country, and their dedication to bringing us food and energy has never been more important. That's why we're proud to wear the America Needs Farmers logo on our helmets. Join the Hawkeyes and the Iowa Farm Bureau as we celebrate farmers during ANF Game Day on September 22nd. For more information
5: and pick up some great ANF merchandise, visit americaneedsfarmers.org. Sponsored by the Iowa Farm Bureau. federation.
3: Why wait, Don't hesitate.
4: Come on, let's get away.
5: Being in Des Moines, you just get it through the experience.
8: I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine.
4: I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks.
8: There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines,
4: you must be boring.
8: This is a magical place.
4: Don't miss out. Visit catchdesmoines.com and plan your getaway to greater Des Moines.
3: Catch what you've been missing.
2: It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com.
4: At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally
2: Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at completeautoraps.com.
0: It's time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, let's get right to him. He's Dylan Bontz, Ames Trip, amestrip.com. Uh, he joins us as we recap Oklahoma and Iowa State. Dylan Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on. How's things? Oh, going pretty well. How about you guys? Doing fine. So were you? did the Bobby McMillan uh, injury news uh, come out on the teleconference from earlier today? Is that how you guys found out?
9: Yeah, it was asked of him because he was kind of one that went under the radar a little bit uh, on Saturday and didn't get asked about. But um, yeah, it came out on the teleconference. And obviously, uh torn ACL, you're done for the season. But they're they're hopeful he's back uh, and ready to go at the beginning of next year.
1: Uh, let me fast forward. We know that there's no controversy, air quote, uh, against Akron. Will there be perhaps, uh, a, a, a pursuant to the quarterback position, I loved what I saw out of Zeb Nolan. I think he's got a tremendous future. Um, he can clearly chuck the ball over the place. I know that there's some guys that are waiting in the wings that they're awful high on. But, man, uh, Kyle Kempt who came back you know, got that extra year of eligibility, Kempt versus Nolan, once Kemp's ready to play, is going to be a tough call, Dylan Montz.
9: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of the thing that um, you know people have been covering the team. We've all had little conversations and stuff, and it sounds, it's it's something to definitely keep an eye on because it's it's, it's going to be interesting because if that Nolan does play well against Akron, and then if he is the guy uh, to go against TCU, which sounds like it's possible, um, and, and plays well in all those games, it'll it'll be kind of hard to yank him too. If Iowa State can kind of get some momentum rolling a little bit, but um, I, I think uh, the, there's certainly like what Kemp gives him, not just on the field and accuracy and all the things people talk about him, but what he kind of does for that room and kind of helps shepherd those guys along. So uh, there's still value there, Um, and I think he's probably a guy that could handle um, kind of sliding into that backup role a little bit better than some other guys. But it's going to be a tough decision because it's hard to take a guy out if he's playing well, Um, even if it is for a guy like Kyle Kemp, who obviously gives you a lot, too.
2: How good was Kyler Murray in person on TV? He certainly leapt off the screen speed and uh, threw the ball even better than I anticipated seeing. What did you see, Dylan?
9: Oh, he's incredible. Uh, Just his athleticism and his ability to really hit the corner and get going and burst. And, uh, you know, people certainly had made their jokes about how good of a slider he is, which uh, (laughs) if he's going to be. Uh, playing professional baseball next year for the Oakland A's. Uh, I guess he'd have to be, but right. he he was so impressive, just uh, what he could do on the ground and then certainly his ball placement and how he was able to deliver some of those big throws was was really impressive. And, and we I think but when you step in for a guy like Baker Mayfield, who did so much for an offense and had so much command, um, to really not miss a beat so far, uh, putting points up on the board and, and uh, getting chunks of yardage. Uh, I, I think he's he's doing a phenomenal job and, and really kind of fun to see him in person. Uh,
1: Chase Allen was starting to emerge, in my opinion. They were starting to utilize the tight end more than, than in years at Iowa State. Chase Allen looked the part. He was starting to have a role in that offense. It looked to me like it's a groin, at least that's seemingly what he was pointing to. Any update on Chase Allen?
9: You know what? I wish I could have a better update for you guys. That was one we didn't get to on the teleconference, but it did look like a groin injury, and I know they got him over to the training table and were working on him for quite a bit. And um, you know, Matt Campbell didn't really um, have a full diagnosis, I guess, uh, in the post game. Uh, so I guess it, it'll just have to kind of be a thing we we get to tomorrow. But it didn't sound like it was going to be anything they hope is is uh, long term. So. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll be ready to go this week. Like I said, we'll, we'll know tomorrow, but uh, it's, it's encouraging, I guess, if if they can come back here relatively shortly.
1: Uh, speaking of long-term or not, is the Wildcat going to be long-term? Yeesh.
9: Yeah. That's, that's kind of the one people have been talking about too. The problem was uh, it, it the timing, I guess just kind of favors the defense a little bit, especially when there's no wrinkles to it. Right. Um, obviously, uh, David Montgomery can create so much and and do so many things back there, but with the offensive line still kind of trying to find its way and and, and them not really taking a shot with it, like a David Montgomery pass, which he's certainly capable of because he like play quarterback. Um, it's really kind of easy to sniff those out, even even with the pre snap motion that they do. So I think you'll you'll see it uh, maybe in in the future. I don't know if you'll see it as much, but I think uh, down the road here they'll probably try to add a couple wrinkles like a pass or. or a a handoff even from Montgomery. So that'll be interesting, too.
1: Dylan Monts, Ames Tribune, amestrib.com. Follow Dylan on Twitter, at Dylan Monts. We will talk to you on Friday. We'll preview Akron and Iowa State. Thank you, Dylan Monts. Appreciate it, as always. Yeah, thank you, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dylan Monts, Ames Trib, amestrib.com. Back with uh, NFL and college football conversation next, 1700 KBGG
0: talk sports yeah we got all that online at
3: 1700
0: kbgg.com
3: guys are you ready to begin your journey to live life better are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom looking to burn fat and gain muscle then it's time to contact new leaf wellness New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more Time 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with new leaf wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358.
0: Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Ruffle Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. That's rightroofing.com with an
5: R. Roof it once, roof it right. Right roofing.
1: This is the worst place in the world to play football. Or the best. It's
3: a true home field advantage here in Kansas City. Here,
1: you're greeted with a menacing win. MVP of the
3: game, this crowd.
1: Or an invigorating welcome home. Mary, Mary. Where you drown in a sea of red. Or feel the support of an entire kingdom. The last place you want to be. Or the only place you want to be. This is a stadium filled with memories.
3: Dante Hall's gonna do it again. Or nightmares.
1: A louder than life family. A larger than life foe. Some call it hostile. We call it home. Welcome to Arrowhead.
3: Welcome to Chiefs Kingdom. Tickets at Chiefs.com.
9: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options.
4: a dedicated agent and much more head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be we are charterhouse real estate and we are changing the way you think about selling your home
1: It's our final segment, a long segment of that. A couple of guests lined up for you. We're going to hear from Nick Athen coming up here momentarily. Of course, Nick covers the Chiefs. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. And then Bama Bob, Trent, and I will go around the Power Five conferences, uh, take it from each of them, and maybe a look ahead to one game that we have our eye on for this upcoming weekend. Where, by the way, Trent, a three pack on Friday night. Just throwing it out there. Ooh. I know you poo pooed the Friday schedule last week. Yes, not bad this week. Let's get Nick Athen in here. Uh, Nick, uh, good to talk to you. First of all, how's the
8: website going?
1: Are you guys ready to roll yet? By the way,
8: yeah, Chiefsplits dot com. We're 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 gonna probably have more content up this week, but uh, yeah, we're we're kicking it out here. You know, we're trying to. We just hired a bunch of writers, so. Uh... We're getting pretty excited about it, but definitely more content this week if the Chiefs finally get to play at Arrowhead at home for, God, it seems like it's been forever.
1: Yeah, well, it has been forever, Nick. Uh, but look, and, and Patrick Mahomes has been on the road his last three starts, if you include Week 17 at Denver and then the two to open the season this year, uh, at the Chargers and, of course, at the Steelers, a team that has given them fits over the years. Patrick Mahomes is 3-0. and um, Nick, he's, he, j- he broke a record yesterday, a record shared by... Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and some guy I'd never heard of. Uh, they played in the '60s, but that's pretty uh, uh, elite company. Manning, Hall of Famer; Brees, Hall of Famer. Look, we're getting ahead of ourselves putting Patrick Mahomes in the Hall of Fame, but Nick, so sure. far so good. That's amazing.
8: Yeah, it really is. And you know, there was uh, I was reading some stuff on it this morning, and he, and uh, Peter King talks to his father, and he goes, "I don't even think he understands what he's doing." In other words, I don't think he understands the accomplishment or realizes the accomplishment he just did. Because he just plays football, and I—I I, I mean, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I am shocked. If you'd have asked me, Patrick Mahomes, six touchdowns at Pittsburgh or KU is going to be Rutgers. <laughs> I probably would have chose KU and Rutgers to be honest with you. But uh, I, I'm—I tell you, this kid from day one had everybody's respect. I mean, thank God that Brett Beats had that stand up on the death moment and said, "I don't care what it takes, Andy and John, mm-hmm. you got to get this guy." And fortunately, you know, John Dorsey got the deal done. And, uh, you know, thank you to Alex Smith. It really taught him a lot and really allowed him to just kind of watch how and what it takes to be a professional. I mean, this kid is lights out. I mean, I've not seen anything like this. I mean, it's been – you probably have to go back to Elway, maybe Dan Marino. I mean, Marino started like this, too. Marino mm-hmm. was just right out of the gates his rookie. But he played as a rookie, and I think he led him to the Super Bowl. He did. So, you know, I think – I think what's amazing about this is, you know, they still haven't put forth their best game yet offensively. I mean, they have not run the ball in two weeks. If they ever run the ball and return to screen passes, then all of a sudden it takes another dimension. If you're thinking crazy outside of the box, you know, Gordon's out there. Hey, why not throw him into the mix? This would be the greatest Mm -hmm. offense potentially of all time, and I still think it can't be that way. But I think what's amazing to me is that a kid is just poised. You know, he just isn't, he just goes on and he just does the next play and he understands what his role is. His role is is to get it to his playmakers and let them do their thing. And that's just not an attitude we've had in Kansas City since Lendoff. And uh, it's just, it's impressive to watch. And sky's a limit on this kid. But it is two games, or actually three now. You know, and I think his toughest task is going to be Sunday. Playing at home, all the hype, all the expectations. He's going to win player of the week again um, you know, I I I'm going to be really interested to see how he handles playing at home.
2: Nick, take us to yesterday—the twenty-one nothing lead—and then it quickly dissipates, and it's twenty-one all going into the half. Did it feel like, oh, here we go again, Chief Steelers?
8: No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just I <laughs> they were up twenty-one to nothing. And I knew, I mean, there's no way Ben Ross order. he's too good a quarterback. Our defense is just that bad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what, what hurt this team is that they just kind of had a, a lack of passion. And, you know, in that first half, they had a good first couple of drives. Defensively, they did pretty good. I've caught, obviously, the turnover, the penalty. and You know, I don't know. These, some of these penalties that were called yesterday were just absolutely mind me. But, yeah, you knew that Pittsburgh was going to come back. And, you know, I was so impressed with what Mahomes did in the second half. You know, he he basically said, "Okay, guys, we are have to score a touchdown on every possession." So what did they do? They scored touchdowns, and they just kept putting the pressure on Pittsburgh. And then you know something happened right before halftime. I don't know if you guys saw it on the telecast, but Eric Berry uh, went up to Andy Reid and said, "We gotta, we gotta, we gotta put some heat." You could hear him say, you could see him lip sync the words, and they put some heat on him in the second half, and that really was the difference. Mm. So, but yeah, I, I still I still thought if Pittsburgh got the ball again at the end of the game, they were going to win it. <laughs> so. Then, and and that's warranted for a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Yeah, he's elite. I'm I'm with you. I, I love his game. He's so tough to get to the ground. I think they got him once yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Athens, as we recap Pittsburgh and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs two and zero, Denver's two and zero, Oakland's looking for their first win of the year. Chargers are one and one. So help us out. Two weeks into the season, look, I'm a Broncos <coughs> fan, Nick. Uh, it's uh, D- Denver's a fake two and zero right now. They are. I hate to I hate to admit that. Look, they'd rather be two and zero obviously than zero and two. But I think there's a little fool's gold in Denver. Denver's unblemished record so far. Division is clearly the Chiefs. Is that going over the
8: top? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are number one in offense, number one in special teams, and last in defense. Now, I think at some point the defense is going to have to step up. I think that's going to be an Achilles heel to where there could be, you know, they could slip. But, um, you know, I agree with you with Denver. I'm not impressed with the new quarterback. Um, You know, I I I mean, the Raiders should have won, no question. Seattle probably should have won. But, you know, Denver, every year, First two games, always at home. Always. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And so, look at the Chiefs. They've they They've got eight games left. The Broncos have six left at home. So, I mean, that is a huge difference when you can go win on the road. I don't know how the Broncos are going to win a whole lot of games on the road. Um, I thought the Chargers were impressive in the first half. In the second half, you know, they just kind of, they didn't really put them away. They allowed Buffalo to get back a little bit in the game, and of course, you know, they had you know Vontae Davis quit at halftime. You know, so it's just it was a strange week, and as far as the Raiders go, I mean, I don't know what Gruden's doing. I mean, he bashes his quarterback all last week. He comes out and he plays a little bit better, and Gruden just seems like he's not even coaching on the sidelines. I mean, I watched a lot of that game yesterday. He just sat there with that scowl, and it's like he didn't even talk to anybody. It just—that's a strange deal for me right now. I, I, I don't—I don't get that. So, to answer your question, yes, Chiefs are the team to beat. Are they going to go sixteen and zero? No. But this probably now is a team that can maybe get 12 wins, and that will certainly be a number one or number two seed. I'm
1: in the AFC, hmm. Nick. Last thing for you defensively. I, I, I hear you on Josh Gordon. It would be um, you know an embarrassment <laughs> of riches if they bring him in, and I don't know what's out there to help shore up this defense. But help me out with Justin Houston. Admittedly, I, I haven't seen a lot of of the Kansas City games. It was you know it was, it was Vikings, Green Bay for me <laughs> mostly, and flipping right. back the Chiefs and Steelers. What kind of year has Justin Houston had so far?
8: He's done nothing. Okay. I mean, he really has. I mean, he he had, he had one good stop. Um, you know, on, the, on, a, on a third and two before the Steelers scored a touchdown late in the game. Um, he did get held really badly. actually was taken down on that touchdown where, where Roethlisberger crossed the line of scrimmage. Other than that, he's made a couple of running plays. D. Ford's been a guy that just doesn't seem to go full speed. And, you know, Breeland's just not ready yet to kind of step in um, and be that pass rusher. He, he's got to lose some weight because they're taking him from defensive event to outside linebacker. So on the, on the pass rush, something's got to give. Now, Barry's supposed to be practicing this week, and they are talking to Brashad Breland again. Mm. Uh, he wants a whole pile of money, and I think the Chiefs at this point are probably just going to have to pay it because they've got some issues at safety. They've got some issues at corner, and they're going to need four solid cornerbacks. And so far, Bob Sutton, who has done this throughout his entire career, refuses to play some some younger guys. And he's got some guys that are probably better on the bench, like um, uh, Marnie Watts, you know, the safety. He should be playing. There's no question about he should be playing, um, and he's not. And uh, he just does this from time to time and quite a bit, you know, recently with the Chiefs. So Barry coming back is certainly going to make this defense better, but they still need to get a pass rush. And they finally got to Rossburg a little bit in the second half because they just collapsed the pocket. And if they do nothing more than that, you know, I think they're going to be okay. Maybe they're the 26th ranked defense instead of 32. You know, mid season that would be a good goal to have. But uh, they've got some issues on that side of the ball, and I'm I'm very concerned uh, that if they don't they don't decide they want it harder and play harder and are more prepared. You know, I just think it's a lot of pressure to put on Mahomes. Who clearly doesn't seem to bother him. So, but you just can't do that in the postseason.
1: So far, so good. Give us the website one more time, Nick. ChiefsBlitz.com. ChiefsBlitz.com. Nick, will recap the San Francisco 49ers. Chiefs, the home opener. Of course, you can hear the game right here, home and away voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you, Nick. All right, guys.
8: Thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate good it.
1: Good to Very talk nice. to you. Uh, Nick right. Athen, as we uh, recap the Chiefs, the Chiefs do play here. Let's do some college football. Hello, Bama Bob.
2: Hey, Bama Bob. How you doing today? Uh, better than Willie
1: Tagger, boys. How about you? Yeah, really, <laughs> right? Whew. Bama, there already there's GoFundmes being uh, set up to, to, to help with this twenty is it twenty one million dollar buyout? Is that what I saw? Something ridiculous like that. I mean, look, it's never going to happen, but you're right. right. Uh, Boy, the state of Florida this year, with some exceptions, notable exceptions, but uh, I get your point. Hey, Bama, let's start. Speaking of uh, Willie Taggart, let's start in the uh, ACC as we take a look at the Power Five conferences, get a take or a minute or so on each of those from both you, Trent, and I'll chime in if I have something to say. So, you know, your biggest takeaway this past weekend from the ACC was what?
7: Well, I mean, it's Clemson and, and the, uh, what, 11, 12, 13 dwarfs, whatever it is in that conference. Right. I mean, uh, look, to me the shocker was Florida State. And, and, you know, we're seeing things written, well, you know, it's Jimbo Fisher's fault. that He left the cover bare and, you know, give Taggart time and all this kind of stuff. And that only goes so far. When you, when you lose, you know, I tell you what, Ken, they were lucky they didn't lose to Sanford, which they were mm-hmm. down six whatever it was in the fourth quarter of that game. Um they might not make a ball game this year. I mean, you start looking at that schedule, and it's not Murderer's Row, but who are they going to beat? Um, or who are they really? You know, who you look at and go, okay, that's a that's a guaranteed win. But they looked so bad mm-hmm. uh, in that game and got pushed around? That's what was just amazing to me. I mean, this was no fluke. That was thirty to seven, and Syracuse was the more physical team. Yeah. So that was my biggest takeaway. And then you know, the other thing that you that we got to keep our eye on. I don't want to call it a controversy at Clemson, but they got two guys that can play quarterback, Mm -hmm. and Trevor Lawrence uh, can throw it. Kelly Bryant's got the experience. Lawrence looked better than Bryant against Georgia Southern this weekend, so that's something. And, again, their schedule is so easy uh, when you start to look at it. There's no Miami. There's no Virginia Tech on that schedule uh, regular season, so they're going to have a chance to – they're not probably going to be tested, but – a lot of people clamoring for Lawrence
2: right now. Mm. You have one Trent Connor on the ACC? I, uh, just sign me up right now for that Duke-Boston College ACC championship game. You know, it's game. funny you mention that
1: because <laughs> those are my two takeaways from this yeah. week, too. I, I mean, of course, Clemson's, Clemson's going be to be there, be, but, but I
2: get your point. And Vod Tech still has the, the mm-hmm. name cachet, and they're unbeaten, but those two teams are good. Yes, not the, bad. Look, they've, uh, ba- uh, Duke has beaten Baylor and Northwestern in consecutive weeks, and... Uh, um.
1: yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you, uh, Trent Condon. I think you're, you're on the money, Boston College. they got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. they got a running back in A.J. Dillon, who's a pain in the you-know-what to get on the ground. Here's my other takeaway, boys. Dino Babers can do a post-game speech, can he not? <laughs> did you see that locker room speech, Bama, after they beat Florida State?
7: I did. That was amazing. Yeah, absolutely good. amazing. They're going to be a factor. They, I think they're going to be a factor in the ACC this year.
1: I'm with you, boys, Let's move to the big twelve Trent. I'll start with you. Your takeaway on what
2: you saw this week in the big twelve was what uh maybe it is more than just Oklahoma and everybody else as we've Saturday seen Saturday night did did that get your attention a little bit yeah that that team certainly has made some improvements in Texas. You got Oklahoma State no, doing no. what they did against Boise and West Virginia you know it was hard, didn't want to read too much in that Tennessee win. The defense has at the very least improved, and if Will Greer's upright with those weapons on the outside, you know they're going to score points. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not going to be a coasting in for OU this year. Mm. What was your takeaway from the Big 12, Bama?
7: Well, I mean, to me, well, two. um, Oklahoma State, I think, uh, is going to be right. That was a great win over Boise. And I'm I'm with you on, um, I don't know if it's going to be a cakewalk for Oklahoma. Listen, the, the thing is, if I'm, the time Iowa State, and I know you lost a the game. There's no more victories. I get that. But you've got to be excited because they did not look overmatched athletically mm-hmm. and physically against Oklahoma to me.
8: Mm-hmm.
7: Now, Oklahoma, you, you, that's a game in the past where they would just pull away, especially with a guy as good as Kyler Murray. Okay? Uh, he's great. Um, but, it, and I know you know, you got two losses, and, you know, you're as Bill Parcell says, you are what your record says you are. I'm really encouraged about Iowa State because they lost a lot of talent last year, and they're replacing it. And that—that that is a program like that. Um, that's that's kind of hard to do. Uh, the other thing is, and we covered it Friday. Trent Rock talk yeah. I mean, my goodness we have ourselves a bona fide winning streak in Lawrence Kansas yeah how about that
1: they're two and one just remarkable uh here's my takeaways Connor Murray is really good TCU at least for a while went toe-to-toe with Ohio State who I think is an elite football team in college football I was really impressed to my TCU speed uh that was uh jumping off the television screen I like Texas's win It looks like they're headed in the right direction. And Oklahoma State, boys, uh, look... You know, I'm going to save my take for the group of five because that was such an important spot for Boise State. And Oklahoma State never gave them a chance. Oklahoma State uh, certainly showed me something, the quarterback as well. And speaking of quarterbacks, uh, young Bowman kid at Texas Tech. My God, how about the numbers that he put up uh, this past weekend? Texas Tech with an air raid that was um, against Houston. And Houston's not a bad football team. So a lot of takeaways in the Big 12. Let's move. To the Big Ten, Bama, you're up first. Your take on the takeaway on the Big Ten is what?
7: Uh, Nebraska is not going to get to a bowl game mm-hmm. this year. I mean, those, those two. The, I think that Akron game. Now, look. By the way, hello Iowa State for Akron. Yeah, this week. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that they were to beat Akron. I think not playing that first game really hurt them going in. Opening against Colorado, who had played a game. Uh, I think losing Angel Martinez late in that game hurt them. Uh, Saturday against Troy, um, but you look at the schedule, guys. It, unless they make up that first game, they've got ten left. Where are they going to get six wins out of that? Um, it is just too hard. I mean, you got the big boys in the East. Plus, you still have you know Minnesota, who I think is really good yeah, so far, um, and Iowa and Wisconsin. Where are they going to get the six wins? Um, so that was one. Wisconsin probably cost themselves a shot at the playoff mm-hmm. uh, with that loss to BYU, and and somebody tell me why the hell do we get excited over Purdue every year? I mean, seriously, <laughs> I don't. I'm
1: guilty. Trent, says uh, Trent yeah. does it, but I'm guilty.
7: <laughs> yep. I mean, it. Look, Missouri's not a bad team. Right. I get it, but they're one three. Yeah. I mean, again, so can we call we, them the uh, best
1: O three team in the? Co- no, I don't want to go there. <laughs>
7: <laughs> uh, They're probably better than a few one and two teams. They probably
2: are. Yeah, uh, you are
7: what your record says
1: you yeah, are.
2: I know you're right, uh, Trent. Well, speaking of uh, teams that that are making a comeback the other way, how about Northwestern? Yeah, and leading twenty-one to three at the half, Akron gets their first win since the eighteen hundreds against a Big Ten team. It's uh, it's kind of a rite of passage. Fitz takes a team over a cheese and gets them to 9-10 wins. And then the next season, they're huge disappointments. Mm -hmm. And it looks like we're heading there again with the Wildcats. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, look, Minnesota's off to a 3-0 and start. Good for them.
1: Uh, obviously, the game of the week in the Big Ten uh, West, game of the year in the Big Ten West, is this week at Kinnick Stadium. Ohio State looked really, really, really good. I was impressed with them. If you're Rutgers, I mean, uh, Steve, I think his name is Pol- Polito, who covers Rutgers on a full-time basis for the New Jersey paper. He thought, and he he tweeted as much, that Rutgers has quit on Chris Ash. That's not good when you've got a guy sitting in the press box watching that game, a team that he covers. And he's a well-respected journalist, been writing uh, sports for a long, long time. When he puts that out there that uh, this team has quit on Chris Ash, I don't think it's Chris Ash, is long for Rutgers, which may not be a bad thing career-wise for him uh, to move on. Yeah, I was going to
7: say, that's that's toxic out there. It really is. Um, And you're right. Journalists like that don't just throw lines out. They're true journalists. Right. Some people will. Uh, you know, if you're a talk show host or, you know, uh, got an ESPN show or Feinbaum or whoever, you'll throw it out there. Journalists, no. Especially ones that cover the team because they know how that's going to play in the locker room. No doubt. Trent
2: Condon, Mr. Pac-12. You told us Herm would get beat. Herm got beat. Yeah, I, I've had that one. I also thought Utah was going to get Washington. I thought they'd play them tougher, too. They had opportunities. A lot of opportunities. Watched a lot of that one late. And just, just kind of Utah. Good defensively, but just never quite enough offensively to to be that next step, to be a team that can play in the Pac-12 title game. But Arizona State, kind of what you expected. And UCLA, the Chip Kelly regime, Yeesh. it's going to take a while, huh? Yeah, that's,
1: that's for sure. Bamo, your takeaway on the Pac-12? I know you watched that uh, Utah-Washington game.
7: Yeah, a couple of them. Uh, the officiating in that conference is awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is flat-out awful. Utah had two players ejected to targeting, which to me looked like regular football plays now we can that's a different maybe another discussion for another day but we've got to stop throwing kids out for you know bumping into a guy's helmet i mean if you want to flag it like a face mask whether it's intentional or not fine but when you start ejecting people you know for just hustling and you know not launching himself or anything like that then i think we've got a bigger problem um The other thing is, I think. I mean, to me, it's clear that the winner of this conference is going to come out of the north. Uh, You know, Colorado, Mm
9: -hmm.
7: pretty good. We got they got the stud receiver, but I mean, you start looking at. I mean, where is Bryce Love? I mean, to me, that's the big key for Mm -hmm. Stanford. They go to Oregon this week, but you know, Washington, Washington State, um, Oregon. I mean, I don't. You know, UCLA struggling, USC struggling, uh, Arizona awful, Arizona State. You know, not a terrible loss, but, again, um, I just think, to me, it's pretty obvious the winner's going to come out of the North.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Bama, and um, I'm going to echo what you said uh, on Chenault, who is absolutely legitimate. Uh, He plays in Colorado. You're not going to watch a lot of Colorado. I'm talking about, you know, college football fans in general. Hey, we right. don't get the, uh, the Pac 12 network on, on direct TV, so that's going to limit the opportunities to see this kid. LaVisca Chenault is, can play anywhere. Uh, if he keeps putting up numbers like this, they're off this week. They're unbeaten. I think they're going to roll through the South Bama. I do. Yeah, they look like uh, they're legit. Montez is a good quarterback, and if he gets the ball in Chenault's hands, uh, they got a chance to score. He's that kind of a player. Um it-
8: a difference maker yeah
1: he's a difference maker right, well, no well. doubt who do we have this week on we've got a friday friday night game pac 12 here it is right here washington state at usc is the 9 30 game on espn for those of you still not up so eh not not the best game but uh anyways bama let's go to the sec your takeaway on the sec this week and by the way so bama and i are texting back and forth throughout the afternoon right mm-hmm. Trent? i text bama at one point he says uh he didn't answer the question I sent him. Mean, his reply was: 10 seconds into the game, Alabama's down seven zip.
7: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> half time, Bama. What was the score? Forty nine to seven, or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Forty nine to seven. I mean, listen, I I knew Ole Miss. Or, I was I was very confident that Ole Miss would struggle stopping them, and Alabama literally could have put up 100, to a hundred. To Tua have played a quarter and a half." In this game, Jalen Hurts played maybe another quarter and then they just started running dive plays. But I was stunned that Ole Miss couldn't get the ball to these receivers more. But that's what – you cannot beat Alabama being one-dimensional. If you can't run, you don't have a threat running, you can't beat them. And, my, I mean, good God, their offense is just scary. This this is a Pac-12 type of offense or Big 12 type of offense that we've seen. But they've got the defense. To go with it now, and I don't know who's going to stop them. You know, the other thing that you know, Mississippi State's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU and Auburn, uh, neither one of those teams, I don't think is going to go anywhere. Give credit to Joe Burrow. Give credit to you know Coach O for coming back. This is the typical Auburn team. You know, they're they're good when they're not supposed to be, and they're not good when they are. Uh, they're trying to make parallels to last year when they lost this game and went on to the SEC championship game. Only difference is this year, Alabama and Georgia are not in, on the planes. They're in Tuscaloosa and Athens. Hmm. So I don't give much of a shot in those games. And how about Vandy scaring the crap yeah. out of Notre Dame up and south?
1: I, I, Bam, I thought, he, I thought the kid caught the ball. He comes down and the ball pops out, unfortunately. And I would have loved to College
2: football would have loved to have seen yeah. uh, if they were able to punch it in. Trent, what did you see in the SEC? Well, a little story after the game. So, I was home and uh, watching the afternoon games with my grandma, who is a huge sports fan, 82 years old, loves her sports, and loves LSU because her brother-in-law was the wrestling coach at LSU during the 70s and 80s. So we're watching the game afterwards, and, and they cut to Coach O. What is that man talking about? She couldn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> That's Cocho,
1: Grandma. That's Cocho. He is one of a kind. Yeah. How about when he's bumping his chest or what? What was he doing with the the uh, the cop, the security, yes, yes. the state trooper, whatever it is that walks him onto the field? I, that was unbelievable. Now, tell me about this kid Cole Tracy. Where does he kick Assumption, a Division three school in Massachusetts? Uh, something like, you know, he doesn't get 1,000 people out to his game. The game is on the line. Here's this grad transfer kicker, Hi. Tracy, walks onto the field, Bama, um, and sticks it through the uprights. What an amazing, amazing moment. Jordan-Hare Stadium, uh, you could hear a pin drop after he was yep. uh, he made that kick. I enjoyed that game. I thought that was a
7: really fun game to watch. It was a good game. It was back and forth. Yep. You know, you know, LSU jumped out. Uh, Auburn countered. LSU came back. It was just one of those typical LSU Auburn games. I mean, that spread. I mean, you look at this. These games are always close. I mean, they really are. Um, and I tell you right now, Alabama would take that kicker. I mean, yep. I think if you look at one weakness on that team is they are struggling to find a field goal kicker. And that eventually, you know, as you get later in the season, it gives really, really good teams to catch up to them. So they got to find somebody somewhere and put a ball through the
2: upright. Bama, it looks inevitable. Alabama, Clemson, maybe it is Ohio State coming out, and one other team, and we'll figure that Oklahoma or whoever it may be. But is Urban Meyer going to find a way to screw this up? How good they've looked offensively opening up the passing game more than normal, is he going to come up and, and mess with what we've seen offensively from the Buckeyes and, and maybe screw up to what feels like the inevitable, a pretty nice Final Four when we get to the college football playoff?
7: I don't think so, Trent, because, I mean, listen, two things. One, say what you want about him personally or, or you know, you know what, how he handled the situation here or Florida or whatever. The guy's an excellent football coach. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, he's been allowed to coach practice. So right. Urban Meyer has been heavily involved in the game plan. not calling the plays. I understand that. But he's been heavily involved in the game plan and how they're going to use this. So, I mean, I don't think much is going to change when he comes. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, to me, the, the thing that would worry me a little bit uh, is the Bosa injury. I mean, how mm-hmm. bad is that? How long is it going to keep you now? Is that something that's going to nag him all year? So, um, you know, if you want to look at top – Right now, for me, it's it's Alabama clearly. Uh, I got Oklahoma. I think that one Iowa State was pretty good. Georgia, and to me, it's Clemson a little bit over Ohio State. That wasn't really a road game. I mean, there were what seventy thirty Ohio State fans in that stadium, but a good win over a good TCU team. But and I'll tell you guys, after those five. I mean, the rest of them. There's such a gap. I mean, I know LSU is six, but I mean, LSU, Stanford, Notre Dame, Auburn, Washington—they all have warts, and uh, those top five don't. So it's going to be interesting to see right now. To me, which one of those top five get left out?
1: Mm. It was a tough day yesterday for number eleven Austin Mack. I'm assuming watching the tape back of that, he could not catch a football to save his life. Right, guys, I just got one on the you know the group of five, if you will, and look, Boise State had to go in. To Stillwater and win that football game to have any opportunity to hear, you know, to be in consideration for a a primo, not in the playoff, but for a primo spot in the uh, in the bowl alliance, and um, they they lost all chance with that. You know, credit to Oklahoma State. I thought I thought Boise State definitely the Broncos were going to show up. And play, but they didn't. Boys, we're out of time. I got I got. We got to run on that. Good stuff, Bama. We will. Uh, well, I will. Trent is off Friday, so it's just you and I on Friday. We'll uh, go over a whole bunch of games and preview the weekend. Look forward to it. Thank you, Bama. All right, guys. Look forward to it. Then talk to you later. Yep. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Trent and I going around college football. All right, Trent Condon, your team. You've waited all weekend to see your Bears. Yeah. And to see what steps they take after that near miss against Green Bay last week. Uh, Seattle's in town. I watched Seattle in week number one. They're, it's not the same Seahawks team, you know. Denver, mm-hmm. Denver is not a good team. They're two and zero. I get it, but they're they're a fake two and zero. And Seattle uh, was their first um, was Denver's first win of that two and zero slate. So, look, the Bears are favored. I think it's legit that they're favored. What do you want to see?
2: Want to see more from Trubisky outside of the scripted place, mm-hmm. more deeper into the football game. Him. Standing in the pocket, and making throws, not also on the move. He's got to be able to show that he can do that. I think the spread's getting a little too hefty, though. I think we're going to take a taste on Seattle. Four and oh, a half. You? Yeah. I think this will be a tight game. I mm-hmm. really do. And I hope so. The Seahawks aren't, obviously, what we've seen the last, what, six, seven years. Right. They're taking a big step from that. But Bears, are we sure they should be favored against four and a half against anybody short of the Bills right now? Mm, I mean, well, they're at home, See, so you've got to factor that into it. Three, three and a half, I buy. Okay, four and a half, I think is too much. So value play on the Seahawks tonight. Value
1: play on the Seahawks. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. Um, I think your Bears will win. I don't know what the score will be, yeah. but I think your Bears are going to win the football game. We'll say that. Any baseball on the agenda for you tonight, or is it all
2: football? It's, football. It's football. Football. Yeah. You only get sixteen of these. Uh, I hear you, brother. Couple of uh, of night games for my Bears early on. There won't be a whole lot going forward, so I'm just going to enjoy the football. You're tonight. not expecting the
1: flex to rear its head in December, Ooh, maybe
2: this team. I- I'm not expecting it though. No, 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 not at all.
1: Well, you know what? I'm going to be watching, and I'm going to be watching mostly Monday night football because I love Monday night football. But you know what I've got on the agenda tonight?
2: Yeah, WWE. No, <laughs> three letters though. Oh. NHL? Yes.
1: It is September 17th. And they will drop the puck at the MT- Yes Center in downtown Winnipeg Jeez. for the first time this year. And the NHL network is picking up the game uh, halfway through. It's the Wild and the Jets in an epic clash. You have problems. I do have problems. I've got a Winnipeg Jet problem. And we, uh, well, we have a little wild news, right? I hope. We are fingers crossed that we're going to talk to Bruce Boudreau either tomorrow, the head coach of the Uh Minnesota Wild, tomorrow or Wednesday, and if not, Bruce Boudreau, by the way, the Wild and the Blues play downtown in Des Moines here on uh, Wednesday night. We're going to talk to Eric Stahl, who scored a bunch of goals last year, and he's a really good player, three tall boys in the NHL, so we're going to do some... Minnesota Wild at some point tomorrow. Great. That'll be awesome. Absolutely. I hope it's Boudreau. I I watched him play when I was a kid on Hockey Night in Canada, and uh, I'm going to bring that up to him um, because I'm guessing he doesn't get interviewed by a lot of people that (laughs) remember his NHL career, what there was of it. We um, better preview your show before we go. What do you Uh, Jimmy have planned?
2: It'll be me today. uh, Yes, yes, yes.
1: Come on, Jim. I mean, uh, right?
2: It's time to just pull the plug, isn't it? How
1: many days did he work last week? Uh, full days? Full days. One? One. Didn't work Monday. was off Tuesday. He worked Wednesday. Yeah. He, uh, he did his picks on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And that was about it. I think that was it. Yeah. So he, what's his schedule this week? Do you know yet? He's off tomorrow because of the Hawkeye huddle. Right, You're not right. going to bring him in. No, no, no. So he may make an appearance on Wednesday? That sounds about right. Is then... less of Jimmy B more? Yeah. Better? Yeah. yeah. A segment's good for him. A segment That's... a week or a segment a day? <laughs>
2: well, Maybe the, Working on a maybe segment of week. Yeah.
1: Is it time to take his uh, his name off the uh, maybe, maybe off the marquee out front? <laughs> to that point. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, he's had a heck of a career. I make fun of
2: Jimmy B because uh, it's so easy not to do so, right? But we got Tom Caker stopping by. Yep. Jeff Hughes will be here. We'll preview ah, that Bears. The Bears game. blog. Yes, and uh, Wolfgang will be here too. So busy show. Getting you home from four until six. That means we will be
1: another day closer to Wisconsin and Iowa. Seven thirty on Fox. It works out perfectly. The Clones play early in the morning on FS1 against suddenly red hot Akron. Although they're going to come down to earth this week, I have a feeling. I was impressed, as I said. Iowa State uh, didn't go in the wind column, but uh, as Bama said, and I agree with them, they didn't flinch. I'll be in Vegas. I know you will. Oh, I know you will. It's going to be good. Yeah, it will be Saturday
2: in the racing sports book. Well, in the sports book is unbelievable. You're in college football. I season. haven't been there. I've been there in December, like championship Saturday, mm-hmm. but I haven't been there for a full fledged. College football Saturday. Anxious to hear your
1: report when you
2: get back a week from today. But you've got
1: some work to do before you get on that airplane on uh, Thursday after our show. So we will reconvene tomorrow at noon. Monday Night Football plays here. If you can't be in front of your TV, we have the Seahawks and the Bears on the radio. Uh, look forward to that. Until tomorrow, we appreciate you being here. Jimmy B and TC get you home, well, TC does, from 4 until 6. Trent and I are back tomorrow at noon. By the way, real quick, all of our uh, guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, four ten eight Street, Southwest in Altoona. Have a great night, everybody. Appreciate you being here. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
7: The
0: Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG
5: Urbandale. Oh, but I heard these guys live once.
3: How was it? It was way more like this. This is
2: awesome! Give them a concert experience they'll never forget. And save on the ticket. Buy two boxes of participating Big G cereals, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Nut Cheerios, or Lucky Charms, for a $10 Ticketmaster ticket cash code.
7: Hey, how about tickets to the game Sunday? Seriously?
2: Must be 13 years or older. Redeem Impact Code by 10-27-18. Exclusions apply. Visit Ticketmaster.com General Mills Cereal for full terms and conditions.
6: Save big this autumn season during Menards Fall Catalog Sale. Add style and function to your home with Dakota Pre. Pre finished wood shelving. Create your own decorative shelving space to display family pictures, crafts, and more. Dakota's seven and three quarter inch deep, four foot long pre finished shelves are available in five finishes with four finished edges. They're on sale for just $5.99. Sale prices are good through September 22nd during Menard's fall catalog sale.
5: Save big money at Menard's. The-
2: Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer, PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100th Street in Dale, and online at Room. RecoveryRoom.com
0: Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. <laughs> Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make
1: a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
0: Staples knows printing in color is better when promoting your business. But don't take our word for it. Research shows that color makes your company look more professional and improves brand recognition. It's also snazzier. Staples didn't research that last part. It just seems obvious. So come into Staples and get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money
6: at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details.
0: 1700 KBGG. Des Moines. A station. Big news, big talk.